This is the Secrets We Share podcast, a show about the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and the left and rights of mental health care in Australia. Here's your host, Francis Carlton. Welcome to Secrets We Share, brought to you by Secret Keeper Counselling, where we talk all things mental health with clients and clinicians. I'm Francis. I am the Secret Keeper. As usual, there's a bit of a trigger warning for tears, laughter, learning, profanity. Make yourself a cup of tea, sit back and relax as Tim shares a few of his secrets. Welcome, Tim. G'day, Francis. How are you going? Thank you. I'm great. Excellent. Can I get you to describe yourself for me in three words? Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, had to, had to have a bit of a think about this because I'm not good at describing myself at the best of times. I'm not a I'm not a salesperson, so I don't sit there selling myself or anything like that. <laughs> so it's um, I've, so I put down passionate, perfectionist, and softy. It's probably a good combination. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a bit more about perfectionist. Perfectionist is, um, in some ways, it makes it makes my depression. Uh, it, it's not necessarily cause of it, but it ha- has unintended side effects of my depression because I'm I'm so much of a perfectionist, especially in my, my, my IT work or anything I touch. If it's not just so, it bugs the living daylights out of me. It really, really gets under my skin and I just, I can't let go. Right. And, that's, and that sort of then leads into my passion. If I can't get something right or I don't know something, I then go and dig, go digging with with my sort of passion, and I won't let it go until I know I've got absolutely everything, just so. But does that does that feed into your then more feeling down because you haven't necessarily got it right the first time, or Absol- the second time, or the third time? Absolutely, yes. Uh, and computers uh, aren't an exact science. No, they are not. No, so. Uh, <laughs> So when you're dealing with an non-exact science and you're a perfectionist and you want something exact, they're not necessarily the best of friends to uh, to get along with each other, and it gets it gets hard to balance it sometimes. Oh. Uh, if you get you start getting run down or tired, you think I should do this, I should be able to do this, or I know this, why isn't this working? And you just and you get yourself so so wound up and. You get to the point sometimes where I'll lose a night's sleep over it, or, or I just I won't be able to unwind for days because it is just, it, it just so gets to me that I'm trying to do the right thing for anyone and everyone around me. Yeah, does run down and tired make it worse? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well and truly, uh, uh, and of course you you sort of you have, you've had your day and you're wound up because it's not there. Your mind doesn't let go before you've had a crap night's sleep, get up, go back to work and do the same thing again and you just go and fall further and further and further down mm. until something gives and it's usually me. Yeah. What does what does that give look like? Um, yeah, it, it's usually all tears. Undoubtedly it will end in tears, whether I'll have a, a fight or an argument with, with my wife or... Um, I had an incident at work only about three months ago. Um, I threw a document across the floor and screeched profanities at this guy and made some remarks about other people around the office which weren't at all correct to to have been making. And then so I did that and just 
face-planted the keyboard and burst into tears. So very, very destructive when it happens. If it gets to that, if I, if I don't catch it, I, I sort of know that it's coming sometimes, but if I don't catch it, yeah, it can be very, very destructive. And what's the fallout from, from that for you and for those around you? Um, the work one, I was very lucky. I was able to hold my job because right. it, it could have been, it could have very much been curtains for mm. the situation. Um, I, had to go and, I had to go and sit in front of the, of the boss, basically, um, so three layers up, boss people, to, and um, I tried to apologise and burst into tears in front of him the next day. It was just awful. Mm. But I, I was just, I had been so wound up and pushed so hard to the limit mm. and um, for, I will say fortunately uh, he saw how badly shaken I was by the situation. It, it wasn't that I was out there to get him or, or the other people around me. I'd just been pushed to that limit mm. and, and I'd basically fallen in a heap. Mm. Um, how, 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 how did work support you at that? Did they, did they, did they um, send you off to the employee assistance program? Did they provide counselling in-house? Did they suggest you go to your GP for mental health care plan? Or? You know, nothing, none of that. Wow. To be honest, nothing. Uh, right. They sort of said, oh, well, obviously we're pushing you guys too hard in our team. Uh, and it's like, okay. Um, I, I sort of said, look, I'll, I'll, it won't happen again. I unreservedly apologised professionally and personally, um, left in tears, went back to sat down at my desk. I ended up going home a bit earlier that day. Mm. And then because of the nature of IT, having we do a lot of weekend and out-of-hours work, I had to work Saturday, Sunday anyway. So it was, um, fortunately, they were from home, but right. it just, yeah. But no, you're right. You, now you look at it, yeah, no, there's no EAP. I mean, there's an EAP there, but yep. it, it wasn't even mentioned. Have you ever accessed the Employee Assistance Program? Uh, not where I currently am, but I have previously. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I have previously. Yeah. Um, Use it. Seriously, it's been paid for. Use it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. Um, it, it's not the first thing that normally springs to mind um, because I like I normally like to have a, a psychologist somewhere on speed dial so that if I know I'm getting into a, into a situation, I'll give them a call and sort of say, hey, I need to make an appointment. Mm. Even I mean, I won't go back into a health, mental health care plan at the time. Mm. Just need to catch up. How's it going? Yeah, I've had all these so issues. So you, 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 you have a tame psychologist at the moment? Um, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. her, um, ooh, be probably, would have been April, April, May this okay. year. Um, okay. yeah. And what sort of, um, what sort of work does, has that, psych- have you, have you experienced when you've been with psychologists? What sort of methodologies have you, so, have you been receptive to? Uh, so the ones, so for the most recent one is one that practices ACT psychology and I've I can't think of it. So acceptance and commitment therapy? Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Um, It's basically, uh, so it's not very good for audio, but it's basically, it's like a picture of a Y on a a piece of paper. Yes. So you're at the the start point at the bottom of the Y and then there you go make one decision and there'll be consequences or consequences and, and, and returns, or you go the other way and the consequences and returns. So if I do this, right. if I'm too lazy to do something or I don't do something, obviously I'm going to go back to where I started. So a little bit like the road less travelled. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Or in 
in IT speak, it's um, it's a whole heap of if then if then statements. So if so, if you do this, then something else is going to happen. It, it was all about yeah. it was all about getting my mind to think of. Um, I mean, there's always the woulda, shoulda, coulda, and they're the worst words in absolutely in in, in any form of psychology. It's yeah. like uh, you think you're trying to get that's not a good decision or that's not a helpful decision, and trying to put other words around it. So, so and it, consciously having to think about it. Yeah. Um, it's it's like I mean, I one example. I, my wife I had a car accident a couple of years ago, and she hasn't been back at work, but she'd been sitting at home not doing anything for the stage. And she has her issues as well, mm. that, and that's fine. But I was getting worked up, oh, my wife's not doing my shirts. And it's like, uh, it's not her place, and I'm not trying to, to say that, yeah. but it's, um, it's like, and I was, I was getting frustrated because of what she was, seemed to be doing nothing while I was at work, earning the dollars and coming home and then having to keep going. Yes. But it's like, well, me getting home and getting grumpy is not improving the situation. What can I do to improve the situation? Mm. And it was a case of, well, if I go home, I go do this, and the kind, and it means, well, it's got the job's done. I'm not coming home and having to deal with it, and every, everything's good. Mm. So you, there are two very clear paths down where basically everything comes down to you. Basically, have two choices, and they're not they're not right or wrong. Mm. It, it's a yeah, it's a it's a bit of a. It's just, it seemed to be, it's, it worked easier with my, with the way my logic, the, the logic in my head worked. Yeah. So um, it worked. So really that why, that why shaped, that why shape sort of kind of went quite well with your IT brain. Yes. It's almost like circuitry. Yes. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, and it's, and I've done, I have done CBT before as well. So uh, cognitive behaviour therapy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've done that as well. Um, well, you're an IT guy, so it could mean computer-based uh, training. training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's acronyms. true. Acronyms. Yeah. Oh. CLA is three-letter acronyms. Yeah, CLA is yeah. exactly. It's, um, yeah, so cognitive behaviour therapy. Yeah. yeah it's, How did um, that work for you? Okay, but it, it was, I mean, I had up until this most more recent stuff when I'd ex- experienced acts over the last couple of years, it was sort of all I'd done. Hmm. But it's harder to make you're trying to reprogram things you've been doing for 20 and 30 years, especially if some of my, like my eating habits. And um, fortunately I've never, I've never been a smoker. I've never, we've never been big drinkers in, our, in my family historically. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, but comfort eating is my thing. So yeah. it was sort of stop comfort eating. Yeah. You sort of consciously work on it for a little bit, but then something will happen. You get run down at work or you'll, you'll, something else will happen and you crawl back into it. Um, so yeah, it had been successful, but, and like any of them, you've got to work on them. It's a, you can't just go in and, and see your psychologist and say, well, that's great. I'll take the sheet home and put it, put it beside the bed and never think of it again. You've got to review what you've gone through in your sessions. Um, you've got to understand it, acknowledge it and sort of take it on board and then practice it. Mm. Um, mm. and that can be, it can be really hard. Mm. Uh, and early on, I'm not sure that I was in the right headset. A lot of it was learning about myself. Uh, so you were diagnosed in 2007 with having yep. depression and anxiety. Yeah. Before you received that diagnosis, what did you think was going on? I don't know. I, it's, uh, I mean, we've been very fortunate. There's been a lot of uh, public exposure to mental health 
um, conditions, certainly the last 10 years, yeah. um, which was, it says, just after I was diagnosed. But um, going back, even back to some incidents I had at school, uh, like I was, I was I used to get, I was usually the proverbial square at school, so you get a bit of bullying or, and I was always the fat kid type thing. It's, um, there are times you just cry um, and for no reason, looking back now, it's like, yeah, maybe I've, maybe I've had some issues going further back, but it wasn't the done thing. It wasn't spoken about. Mm. Um, There's no such thing as school chaplains or school counsellors or anything back in the 80s and early 90s. Mm. had I been at school now, sure, it would be a different kettle of fish, but there are many, many more influences now at school than I'd like to have dealt with than what I was back then. Yeah, you had enough as it was, let alone having social media. Yo, well. that's it. Um, social, you, know, you, you even now with work, you don't switch off. Yeah. Kids, they get, oh, I mean, they interact at school, but then they're on their phones and they're Facebooking and whatever else in with. with oh, no, their... I don't think kids do Facebook. I think that's just for us oldies. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, correct. It's uh, what is it? Instagram and TikTok. I have never heard of TikTok. TikTok's the new one. Oh, yep. God, look it up. Yeah, I will. <laughs> my, my niece and nephew are twelve and twelve and ten, and they haven't got phones yet. So, um, I suppose I'll have to sign up when they get onto those, so I can. They want to show yeah, me what they're doing. Snapchat and, and TikTok, and uh, there's another one as well. And I can't remember what it is. I'll, I'll stick to Facebook. It's my sand pit. That's where I run a mark. So yeah, it's um, that's where you have your play. It is. It's if anyone looks at my Facebook feed, they'd be most either shocked or disgusted at the garbage I put up there. Yeah. It's not a reflection. Well, it may be a reflection of who I am. It's not who I it's not what I live by. Yeah. It's just garbage, smart, yeah. dirty stuff, which that means I keep my mother well clear of there as well. <laughs> so not friends with your mum on Facebook. No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, no. It's uh, I've actually had a couple of rellos dog me into my mother anyway, and it's like Get out of it. So still at the school, still in the pl- playground then? Yeah. You never really grow up, do nah, you? No, 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 no. It's, and I'm, I, even at work with, I'm very much the office, office joker, office clown. Mm. Um, yeah, I, when, when the heat's on, the heat's really on, but I do enjoy a, um, I enjoy a joke. Um, and I'm usually the first one to crawl into the gutter or make the, um, the innuendo or something like that. It's, um. Yeah. I'm a sex therapist. It's fine. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's... yeah. <laughs> I'm all over that stuff. I'm terrible. <laughs> Somebody, I was at quilting earlier on today because that's one of the things I enjoy doing. Yeah. And um, the little old ladies on the other side of the, 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 the room were talking about their 12 inches. They were talking about rulers. <laughs> but I'm sat over the other side of the room just you smiling start, away, smiling away to myself. And yeah. they're just like, oh, Francis's head somewhere else. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, so I, 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 I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it's, that. and uh, I, I know your English accent, and it's like yeah. uh, I grew up. I'm, I'm probably a little bit young for the but through mum and dad, I grew up with the um, Carry On movies for Sid James and oh. those guys, and that's just full of that stuff. Oh, it's absolute in, innuendo is a very. I think it's a very English sense of humour, because. Because it was the only way you were allowed to be smutty without actually using the language. Yeah. So it was all very much implied. Yes. You know, it was it was always sort of like, oh, 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 uh, dirty. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, Even yeah. actually, Monty Python was was of course the ones who who coined the phrase wink, wink, nudge, nudge because that was an Eric Idle line. 
Oh, yeah. wow. That I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, I still remember seeing um, The Life of Brian for the first time and seeing full frontal male nudity. It's like, wow. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. They were, yeah. it's, um, but yeah, so that, that, that humour is, I was never far from me. Yeah. Even now when I'm in my 40s and it's like, Mrs. My missus would tell you that I carry on like a twelve-year-old sometimes. And it's like, love it. It makes well, life it, go much more fun. I think it is. A, I think it is quite a. Um, I suppose it is quite a juvenile humor, but it's also a very withstanding humor. It never really goes away. No, it doesn't. It doesn't age. No, it doesn't date. Yeah. It is, you know, it is what it is. Mm. Yeah. 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 But you have some other hobbies as well. So you mentioned that you work in IT. You're also really keen with the IT in your personal life as well. Yeah. yeah. So I've yeah. computers at home and stuff. Um, but as you said, um, we were chatting before the interview and um, it's, um, I was talking to you about the M25, which is the yeah. ring road around London. It's, um, and I, so I said, so I collect street directories and have a, have an interest in road transport and roads and rail yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. Street directories and maps. Yeah. yeah. Do I, you have a London A to Z? I've got a couple. Okay. Got a couple. Got a big heavy one of France. Got a couple of big, uh, A, probably about A2 size ones of, of the UK itself. Yep. Um, uh, if, you've, if you've ever lived in Melbourne, um, the Melbourne live by a street director called the, the Melways. So I've got all of those back to 1966. Wow, that's mm. quite. Is that an every year? Are they still releasing that? Yeah, or is it's it still stopped? in business. No, okay. they're still in business. Um, it is dwindling. Yeah. Um, they released a so there's a Sidway and a Brisway. Yes. And they stopped the Brisway a couple of years ago. It's just they think they made it edition eight, yep. and that was it. It was yep. just. I think it, okay. its its days are well and truly numbered. I think. What which was the is other one that Sydney had? It wasn't the Sidways. It was uh, oh the Gregory's or UBD. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the UBD. Yeah. Some. Do you they, have those as well? Or yeah, so because Sidway only started in '94, so uh, no, uh, yeah, '94. So yeah. I've got older Gregory's and UBD street directories going back before. They've got a couple from the '50s and '60s. Right. Um, they're a pain to move. They're boxes and boxes, and they are heavy. But yeah. yeah um, but anywhere I go, I've got a pile of maps in my in my garage at the moment that I've been told that places like Vinnie's don't want. It's um, there's always a good map section at the um, what's the the Vinnie's Book Fair? Okay. The the you know they they okay. about a couple of times a year out at at Epic. They, right, yeah, yeah. They, I've never actually been because I don't need to buy any more books, so I don't. I stay away from the temptation. They're always looking for good donations. So if you've got a good collection of stuff like I've that, there is a map. There's maps. There's they're always looking boxes, for books, and boxes and boxes of them. Yeah, pe- uh, yeah, always looking for that stuff. Okay, okay. I was told that they didn't want maps, uh, but the, the old fold, the old folding ones. Yeah, there's, there's folding. There's, okay. there's always been them up there. So do you have those sorts of maps as well? I do. I've got a I've got a half a plastic crate of those. I don't. Yeah. I mean then. They're usually the older ones, so in some ways they're more interesting and they're more fragile. Yes. So, but I don't get them out and, and pour over them, whereas the, the street directories are easier. Oh, when did this road get put through? When did this when did this sort of thing happen? It's like, oh, I'll go and grab this one. I think it's from about that that period. Right. So Wow. It's um And that's also led to you having some having some influence over over traffic signals in Gungalan, which is up the area that you live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a couple of years ago at um we had a representative from um, Roads ACT come to the Gungarland Community Council. Uh, it was just about oh, about a quarter of the way through the light rail construction. 
Um, they had the main street was basically closed off. The traders were not happy. Yes. And everything. Nobody was happy. Nobody was happy. Nobody's still happy with the light rail. Well, I am. I use it for work. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Big, big fan of the light rail in Canada. Yeah. But um, they're having all sorts of issues. They moved the buses from one street to another and they were getting, having these big issues getting out buses out in the morning. And I was one of the people sitting on the bus waiting for lights to change. Mm. So um, after this council, community council meeting where the poor guy got torn to shreds by the traders, I wasn't going to have a go at him. I thought I'd be nice and let him, let him go. Yeah. Um, like I said to him briefly, look, I've got a couple of things I'd like to talk to you about. Can I send you an email after the session? So I sent, so yeah, no worries, did that. Sent the email off. Uh, it's like something I wanted to, like a, needed the pedestrian crossing in one street, needed, the, suggested a couple of cycle changes here, mm. here, here and here. And um, I suggested a couple of sets of arrows for, um, to assist the new bus flow because they, they'd moved the buses around. Yeah. And um, got a reply back four or five weeks later. Didn't think much. Of, uh, like I thought, sent me an email, sent me a bit, didn't let, let it go. It was, this email came back. You, they liked all your ideas. This one's not valid because of X, Y, Z. Yeah, no worries. I take that. Um, they like the other ideas, but most, more importantly, we're going to buy some extra arrows because they, they didn't have arrows on this intersection, and we're going to put them up. And so they went and put up. So I've got a set of arrows in Gungarland, um, and then by chance, I actually had a day off work um, one day, and I was walking down the main drag of um, Gungarland with my wife, and the new lights, the new traffic lights, were turned off. It's like, oh, they've turned them off again. What's going on? And they were actually hanging the arrows up. So I actually saw them the day they were installing my new oh, arrows. Oh, wow. I, oh, I teared up. I was yeah. so excited. It was just <laughs> – people so don't years of, So years of being yeah. – I think you described yourself as a bit of a nerd earlier on when I was yeah. talking to you. So years of, years of having this interest in street directories and maps and things actually paid off. I've accomplished something. Um my level of knowledge for someone from the street or from Joe Public um, yeah. astounded the guy that I spoke to. Yeah. And I'm incredibly thankful for, for his time, the fact that yeah. he's he's given me hours of his time for, for various bits and pieces over, over time. Um, you said you have a dream. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to. <sighs> IT is great. It's nice money and all the rest of it, but it has a, it's a lot of hours and it's really high pressure and I've had enough. Yeah. Uh, so as, um, I'd like to get to a point where I can take my passion with my, my my passion for my transport with my passion for technology, and go and work them together somehow, rather yeah. than having to be at the coalface supporting the IT. Um, whether it be um, oh, I've got a fairly logical mindset, so if I can work with a traffic computer, um, so I can work with numbers, I can work pick patterns out, so I can adjust traffic flows and all that sort of stuff, which. Um, something like that would be really, really cool. So I'm really curious. I just had this thought. The Italian job starring Mark Wahlberg, have you ever seen it? I have. How much does that upset you when they're, when they're going after the, after the security truck? Look, it's <laughs> – that one, I, it was okay because I, I, I can relate to it. What I know about the system now, I, it can't actually be done, but that's not – it can't actually be done, but the concept of what they're doing was actually really cool. Right. Um, and there's some parts that they can do, like uh, I don't know if you remember back to the Sydney Olympics. Um, so I think in um, was it 99, Juan Antonio Samaranch, who was the IOC president at the time, yes. they brought him in. 
they, they gave him a, a police escort from Sydney Airport to Olympics Park, Olympic Stadium. Okay. And he got a lot, he got a run of green lights. Right. And it was, so it, the whole thing is actually possible to do, but you can't make certain cycle. You, see, you can't make two crossroads go both career at the same time. Yes. There's some safety things in it. You can't do that. Yes. It's what happened in the Italian job where they actually forced cars to collide. Yes. Um, see, but the actual concept of giving people good green runs is actually really possible by the computer. So right. it's, yeah. But the old, I don't know if you've seen the old one with uh, Michael Caine in it. What, you mean you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off? Well, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, of course I've seen it. Yeah, well, the, the, the whole mechanical computer like that would have been much easier to have caused grief with from a technology point of view than the, than the modern well, one. they didn't have the safety. No, that's right. They didn't have the safety you almost put a You almost put a screwdriver in the cogs and, and the, <laughs> the springs would fall out type thing. Yeah. It's... Um, but there's never there's never been a person that hasn't been frustrated sitting at a red light. It's still happens to the still happens to me. I wish there's no, there's no I, trick. Met, I wish I'd met you before they put in that horrible set of lights on uh, Tomsit Drive and Lanyon Drive. Ah oh, yes, I've been out there. Yes, it's, rather than because they said they were going to put a contraflow in to turn left from Tomsit into Lanyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they didn't. They just put all lights in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of there was a lot of issues there. But that's a that's a that's that's nerd talk. We don't. Really oh yeah, about no, that. that. I've, <laughs> I've driven through. I've driven through there to check it out. Yeah. It's um, and it's I mean it's given my chance to whenever there's roadworks on, I'll go out of my way go looking for them. Okay. It, it'd be nothing for, certainly before I was married, it'd be nothing to go out of my way, a 200k detour to check out a three kilometre freeway extension or something like that when I was down in Victoria. It, right. It's, um, so, you, so all the all the little um, all the little uh, bypasses that they're doing for the towns down to um, down to Melbourne and things like that. So going around Tarkata and Holbrook oh, and yeah. all that sort of stuff that yeah. would have been very interesting. Oh yeah, you. I loved it. I, I went yeah. I went down to the opening day for Holbrook, which was the last section. At um, that yeah, that was the last section from Melbourne to Sydney. Yeah. Um, and for a, for a project that started in 1960, 1961, it took them a long time. Wow. The Pacific Highway this time from Sydney to Brisbane will be done much much quicker. Yeah. Um, have you driven that? Have you driven the new the new road down to Melbourne? To, no, up to Brisbane. No, no, I haven't been up. To, I haven't driven the Pacific Highway for. Oh, couldn't it be 10 years, I reckon? I'm going in a couple of weeks' time, so it'll be interesting to see how much it's changed in the five years since I did it last. It's about two-thirds, it's just over two-thirds complete now. So yeah. um, there's been some there's been, been some big deviations even in the last five years, which you'll, which you'll probably notice. Yeah. Um, basically, it's, it'll be single highway basically between Coffs and Ballina, and then from Ballina up to it's, Brisbane, it's motorway to nearly Gympie. Wow. So it's, if you... It's, so it's, we're almost at the point with a couple of bits and pieces through Sydney and a little bit through the north coast of New South Wales, you'd be able to go from Gympie to Geelong. Mm. In fact, Gympie to Colac, which is another hour west of Geelong without a set of traffic lights. Wow. Wow. But then you don't get your traffic lights and your arrows that you like. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and mum and dad will get upset if I don't call in and see him in Geelong. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't bypass Geelong completely yeah. then. <laughs> no, yeah, no. They'll get really grumpy. So you mentioned earlier on just sort of getting getting a little bit more on track again. So when when uh, when when you were when you were younger, you were you were the fat kid in school yep. and you comfort eight. Yep. Recently, you decided to make a big change on that. Yeah, yeah. It's um. So after my um, my wife had a car accident uh, about eight, two and a half years ago now, and um, before that we'd actually been quite active. She 
she's a she's certainly a, a fitness enthusiast, and so we'd been going to the gym two and three days a week. Um, all that stopped after her accident, and I ballooned out to 155 kilos, which was a lot of weight. Yeah, that's a that that's a big boy. Yeah, it is. Um, it was hurting me to I couldn't I could barely walk from I could barely walk to the bus stop. I was tired, tired, lethargic. All that stuff goes goes with it. Um, and then the trip to the doctor, he said, "Look, you're in territory here where you're shortening your life because of the weight you're carrying." And I said, "Look, I've tried everything else. Let's let's do something serious about it." So we looked at going down the surgical path. Mm. So um, so from from July last year up until. Basically, this, I went into surgery January this year, first week of January this year. And so since the start of July last year, sort of through till now, I've lost 50, 50 and a half kilos. 50 and a half kilos since January 2019. Uh, a little bit before because I had to lose weight yeah. before the surgery. But Yeah, um, wow. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically 50, 50 kilos in just over 12 and, months. And, what, and, and how, many, how many more do you, is your goal? Um, so I'm, about, I'm on 100 and just under 105 at the moment. Yeah. My first goal point is 100. That was what I was at high school. Yeah. So even though I was the fat kid at high school, 100 kilos is actually pretty good going. Yeah. The calculators all say I should be about 75, but <clears throat> let me let me get let me get to 100 first, and I'll be yeah. see where we go from there. Yeah. Wow. It, it's really plateaued in probably the last three months. So it's. Um, Are you exercising more now? Not as not as much as I should. But yep. the light rails help because I now walk home from the light rail stop, whereas you'd come home from the bus and you'd get another connecting bus and it'd drop you nearly at the front door. So I can't be bothered waiting for the connecting buses. I just get on them. So and what's walk. the walk? So what's the walk? Oh, about 15, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. So it's not look, it's not yep. it's not a power walk for an hour or anything like that. But you do that, and I go out for lunchtime walks with my colleagues at work. Um, I'm now not a solo flyer how I have been, so yep. I get out. Um, and and go for a walk with them as well, which has been really good. So shifting that weight, what what was the impact of shifting that weight on your mental health? Um, so for, well, firstly, I'm I'm not snoring, so it means I'm not driving my wife bananas, which means right. she's sleeping, but my sleeping. So yeah. I, I'm not I'm not snoring. I'm not getting woken up by broken sleep or. Um, so you had sleep apnea as well. Not not officially, but yeah. sure. Um, I, I never got a good night's sleep, but I'm certainly sleeping on one hell of a lot better yeah. than I ever had. Right, wow. So, in, and anything mental health related, nothing beats a couple of good nights sleep. Nothing beats it. So it's making a huge difference, that yeah. shifting shifting that weight. Yeah, yeah, huge difference. Um, the fact that I can now, I can go and walk the dog without getting shin splints and getting my, my back's not hurting and things like that. So again, they always say the exercise is good for you, the endorphins and stuff. Mm. It's I don't really like exercising, but the fact that I can get out and do it now mm. and not have to keel over or not be able to do it, that's mm. not a blocker anymore. Mm. It's more of a mindset. I'm a, I've got to get out and go for a walk. Yeah, and you can. I'm sure the dog appreciates it too. Oh, the dog loves it. What sort of dog have you got? Uh, he's a two and a bit year old Dalmatian. Very, very yeah, the energetic. second person today that I've spoken to with a Dalmatian. Really? Yeah. You haven't been. You haven't spoken to my wife, have you? No, I don't <laughs> think so. But yeah, wow. How how small is it? I haven't seen a Dal. I haven't actually seen a Dalmatian for I don't know how long. And it's funny that you're the second person today that I've spoken to that's actually got a Dalmatian. Yeah, there's not that wow. many around. No, that's why. That's why it was like, whoa. 
Yeah. He's very, very energetic. Yes. Um, Loyal. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, um, he's certainly mummy's boy. Um, he, we bought him four megs when she was in recovery. Uh, and he said she went to the obedience classes and puppy school, and so he's definitely mummy's boy. Yeah. But daddy gives the best scratches, so he waits until I come home and then <laughs> comes up. The best he comes up for a scratch, so I so must definitely be, a fur baby. I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's um, he's very, very well treated. Wow. Very well treated. It's wow. um, we weren't initially looking for him, but he came up at the right time. It's. If we get another dog, I'd love to actually get a greyhound. I love... We've, the rescue greyhounds? Yeah, they are the most gorgeous, placid, quiet animals. Oh, they sleep like 20, 20 hours a day. Yeah, they're giant. They're 25-kilo yeah. lounge cats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's, um, we've, we've got, one of our good friends is, um, is, on, is involved with them and they're just gorgeous. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Well... Future. Yeah, yeah. One of the now time. that you've managed to now that you've managed to bring that life expectancy mm. back to normal again after yes. losing all that weight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's plenty of time to have a yeah to have a, a big lounge cat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you um, have you um, I know that you're into technology and we talked about social media earlier on, but there's a um, there's a, a a guy in Russia who has a puma as a house cat. Oh no, no. Yeah, it was rescued from um he was rescued from a zoo. Yeah. It was right. going out of business. Um and the the cat couldn't be released into back into the wild, which was the original plan. Yep. Because it was it male cats called Messi, M E S S I. And they couldn't release it back into the wild because he was too small and he would there was no way he would have survived. Yep. So he now basically lives the life of a house cat. In an apartment in in Russia, uh, that'd be great until feeding time. It cost you a fortune in steak. Yeah, I don't know, but the the photographs just the photograph. He's he's on Instagram. I'm trying to think of what the Instagram <laughs> name is, uh, but uh, yeah, there's basically pictures of this. It's just basically a giant cat. You know, he does the whole playing in boxes and the chasing things around the house and. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite remarkable. I'll I'll put the link in. Yeah. I'll put the link in the blog. In, yeah, in the do blog. that. It's, um, um, there's a yeah. There's a cat cartoon. There's a technology cartoon with um, the office of the Adventures of Office Cat. So the cat was the CEO of the company. That's not like Dilbert, is it? Is it not? Is it an offshoot of Dilbert? No, no. This is no, this okay. is an independent guy. Um, oh, okay. But it it it's um the, the cat was the CEO of the company. And one of the comic strips, uh, he knock on the door, his EA goes in, says your package has arrived. So there's a brand, brand new um, colour, like laser jet printer for the office. <laughs> the next shot is you see the, uh, the the printers in the dumper at the back and the cat's, and the CEO cat is actually sitting in this giant box in his office. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. Yeah. But they, they've, they've put this cat in a whole heap of, Technology type situations, and he goes to his one of his, he gives his one of his best workers a dead mouse. Hey, you've earned it. <laughs> uh, yeah, very very similar vein. Very yeah. funny. I've had a I've had a, I've had a, I've had a recall. I underscore am underscore puma. I am underscore I am puma with underscores. Yeah, easy. Yeah, I'll check, I'll check that. That's yeah, funny. yeah. So it's just it's just you know it's just nice to sort of like have that you know thinking of a big lounge cat, a twenty five yes. kilo lounge cat. In the shape of a in the shape of a greyhound, yeah. or an actual big cat. I, I love the big cats are great. 
Yeah, they are. Big cats. They are. So placid, but I'd never get in a cage with one. No, no, no. I think it depends. I think it depends. I mean, unfortunately, when you do get into cages with them, I'm not sure not in Australia, but I know that overseas they tend to be they tend to be not treated that well and and things. So yeah, definitely, definitely not. Mm. And knowing now that um, I know that I had experience when I was in Africa in 2010, I went to a place where you could go and you could play with the lion cubs and everything. Yep. And knowing now that those lion cubs were probably used for potted shoots mm. is actually really quite upsetting to yeah. me because I had no idea at the time. Yeah, it but is. It's now awful. there's no way there's no way I would go and do that sort of experience now knowing what I know. No, yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. It's really heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. But, you know, we, we, we've got our animals. We love our animals. Yeah, you, we do. You absolutely adore your dog. And oh, yeah. This spotty, spotty Dalmatian. Yep. Um, and your your wife obviously has a has a wonderful time being being dog mum as well. Yep. And so just before we before we wrap up and just to sort of like say we're going to talk about in, in, in the uh, material for the patron patrons, we're going to talk about your family history yep. uh, with depression. Yep. Um, but for now, what, what is the, um, what does the mental health future look like for you? It's actually looking up at the moment. Um, work is still really tough. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's not. And it come Friday each week. I'm usually almost a burbling pile of, yep. but um, we've had a lot of setbacks in the last four or five years. Um, wife's car accident. Um, I've come out of a bankruptcy. It's and there's been some other stuff going on. It's been really, really tough going, and mm. that combined with my weight gain that came up through it all, mm. um, we've put a lot of that behind us. So mm. I'm now clear of the bankruptcy. We're close to settling with with Megan's uh, car accident stuff out of the insurance. Um, my weight's gone, yeah. so my my health is looking a lot a lot better up. Um, I'd like to start looking at um, at my getting myself out into this road space away from away from straight IT. Um, once Megan's back working, there won't be the pressure on me to um, to have to really work hard and keep keep driving myself as hard as I do. So yeah. it will actually free a whole heap of things up to to really help and take that load off my shoulders and our, our shoulders as a, as a couple. Mm. Uh, and and the sooner the sooner I can hang up the the um the cords from IT to say enough's enough. Uh, I think that will be great. But yeah. so but yeah, well things are looking pretty good after after the last few years. Looking really up, which is nice. Yeah, it's great to great. To see. I mean, you're looking really positive and looking really good. So, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me. Today. No worries, so, it's been you. great. Thank you. So I'd like to thank my guest, Tim, for sharing secrets today. Thanks to Nick, my podcast guy and sound guru, for doing the things that he does with sound editing. Just remember that for as little as $3 a month, you can become a Patreon Patreon, and that will mean that you can hear bonus material from each of the Secrets We Share's episodes. That all goes towards the ongoing production costs of Secrets We Share, which runs at about $120 per episode. I would sincerely like to thank you, the listener, for listening and subscribing and rating us. Your rates and your your, your subscriptions really does help build the listenership. So thank you so much for that. If you have a secret that you'd like to share, I would love to hear from you. Please send me an email through my website at secretkeepercounseling.com.au. Until next time, stay well. 
Thank you for listening to Secrets We Share. If you're interested in sharing some of your secrets, please visit our website at secretkeepercounseling.com.au. Keep an ear out for our next episode soon. 